Hey everyone, it's Adam Carolla and welcome to another episode of Going Racing, the show that highlights the fastest cars, best races, biggest celebrities in the automotive world. Oh man, nothing like being a small business owner. <laughs> I, uh, I, went, I went to the other shop, the car shop, the movie shop, the car museum, and I slid open one of those big filing cabinet drawers that are in sort of the back storage area. Yeah, and yeah. I got them labeled like rough electrical, finish electrical, rough plumbing, fi- finish plumbing. And by the way, there is no such thing as opening one of those drawers that says rough plumbing and not finding like a Sharpie just like sitting sure. on top or something. It's, it's, it's literally impossible. It's human beings. <laughs> I've, the one thing I've learned, the one thing I've learned from working with people is when you tell them to organize stuff, they cannot do it. They can do it to a certain point, but you will still open that drawer and you'll pull out a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't belong in there. Yeah. It's impossible. But what happened was is I pulled out the top drawer the top drawer and the bottom drawer were like sort of connected. So I slid it open. I think I was talking to you on the phone. Yeah. And I slid and, and the thing was chalk a block filled rough electrical with like LBs, uh, um, unions, connectors, sleeves and whatever, all metallic, everything. And they both came out and the whole thing just capsized. It, it, on the other end of the phone, it sounded like an, like, like, I don't know, like something out of a movie, like an entire shelf came crashing down on you. Right. <laughs> and uh, so I said to Matt, Porcelain Punisher, I said, tell the kids, tell the young boys that got young guys who work with me, Kevin and Brian, I said, go into Rob's office, go into that room, tear it all out. I can't take it anymore. I can't take, just take it all out. Let's organize it. Let's figure it out. Let's, yeah. let's uh, blah, blah, blah. So uh, I said that last night. So. I showed up, you know, showed up this morning and I was like, I want to see what kind of progress these guys are making on this office. Uh, one of them's not working today. I was going to say, are they sitting there eating sandwiches? Well, when every I, time we walked in, when the I other pulled one, up, when I pulled up, these guys eating sandwiches. When I pulled up, uh, Kevin, uh, O'Brien, oh, I'm trying to think of which one. Anyway, um, when I pulled up, he was sitting in his truck eating a taco. <laughs> it, it was like ten twenty, right? Like, yeah. Um, my my argument as an employer, or as really as a human being, is have breakfast yeah. or not, you know, whatever. A little MCT oil in the coffee or whatever, and then have lunch, you know, at noon. Yeah. So it's hard to get make a lot of progress on that office if you're in your truck eating a taco. Now, here's the whole thing. Nobody knows what my schedule is. I pop in, pop out, pop in, pop yeah. out. So you're rolling the dice, but normally, normally you're in good shape. Yeah. I'm just saying when I pull up at 10, 18 and you're just sitting in your truck eating, um, that says to me, maybe this is something you engage in. That to me says eating your breakfast burrito, or your taco in the morning at home just cost you a, a taco. Eat it at work, you get paid for it. <laughs> There's an element of that. So uh, I know it's a new world order and you're not allowed to say like, what the fuck or yeah. get moving or whatever anymore. <laughs> I would argue it doesn't serve the person. Yeah. It, 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 
it does it, it, make you question, are you eating that taco on your time or my time? But let me, <laughs> let me explain something to everybody <laughs> philosophically. Um, do not work the eye in the sky or the man or me. Do not – let me explain the fool's errand and then we'll get to a bunch of cool car stuff. Do not base your behavior on whether the boss man is pulling up or not. Just have a mode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you you don't want to get into this mode where it's like, where's the boss? He just pulled out. He's going on he's going to the west side. Oh good. I'm gonna sit down. <laughs> that that's not gonna serve you as an adult. It's not gonna serve you. I don't run my life that way. Like, where's the boss? He's not around. Good, I'm gonna lay down. Yeah. Like, don't do that. <laughs> just work. Yeah. Just work and then lunch will come and then it, you can it, eat. If your day always starts with that fear factor of like what Almost like, what am I going to get away with, or can I get away with? Right. You know, but even also, in a small level, like, are you pulling up in the next ten minutes? Should I be eating my taco or not? Like, also, <laughs> when I come walking into that space, you're supposed to be organizing, and it doesn't look that much different than the day before. Yeah. Have a little of that wash over you. Now, ha- if you rolled up and he was eating the taco, but then you went into the back room and it was forty percent done, there'd been movement. <laughs> there'd been about 80 minutes there'd been about an hour worth okay. of movement stuff had been shuffled around a little bit just there was no movement at that particular time because he was eating a taco <laughs> well all right those are delicious now i'm sure he was going to take 15 minutes and eat his taco and then just take a 15 minute lunch well yeah <laughs> <laughs> It is a weird time to be a boss. I'll tell you why. <laughs> because we're living in an era where people don't work or they don't like to work or you're not the boss of them, which is a weird time to be the boss. It was, it was better. Back in the day, not only could you, 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 if you were the boss, you got to yell at all the men and have sex with all the women. It was an <laughs> awesome time to be the boss. Yeah. Now you can do neither. <laughs> all right. So, uh, we got a 12th Newman car. Yes. Theoretically. Um, we got the uh, Porsche 911 GT3R, which is also a 993. I'm, I'm a little, I'm always a little confused. Mm, 996. Oh, 996. It's, it's like a, hey, this is a 911 GTR and up slash 996. I guess that means water cooled. I'm not sure. Water cooled. I mean, you can see the headlights are a little different. Yeah. Water, it's got the weird kidney bean headlights, but uh, water-cooled, 3.6 liter, 400-plus mm-hmm. horsepower in, yeah, 996. But as you and I were talking, it is a GT3. I know they say 911 GT3, but Porsche right. guys know GT3. But, you know, the auction listings, they, right. how they categorize it, GT3. Yeah, you know, it's a GT3 R, and as I learned from Wikipedia, it looks like they made sixty-two of those at the factory. Okay, so it's a factory race car that they made sixty-two of, and then I guess they spread them around. And um, we had ours was campaigned by Dick Barber's team, mm-hmm. and Newman drove it one time at Road Atlanta, Petit Le Mans. Um, I don't think the car finished. Uh, you heard accident. I do believe in the description where you can go down and look at how many laps and mm-hmm. how it finished and, you know, 
DNF and all that stuff. I think it's a transmission issue, what have you. But anyway. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's a cool piece in that if you're a Porsche guy, for me, one of the sort of Mason-Dixon lines of do I like a Porsche and even certain race cars is – do they have the center lock nut or mm-hmm. do they have the lugs? Yeah. If you think about Porsche, especially, if it's got the lugs, you know, it's an early 911 or it's a 914.6 or a 914 or, or a 956 or sorry, 356 or like whatever it is. But if it's got that center lock, it's an RSR, uh, it's a 935. It's a I, I don't know why yeah. the center yeah, lock yeah. to me is yeah a, or the modern the modern, modern days exclusive cars like the, the you know the five lug is a little more street carish where the yeah. center lock would be like GTS or GT3 or 911 Turbo S right. not even the Turbo Turbo S so this has that which is cool and it's just the factory cage and everything in it and and it's yeah. a it's a cool race piece and it's a Newman driven car. You know, I wouldn't call it a Newman car, but it's got his name on it because he drove it at uh, Road Atlanta and that Petit Le Mans thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a cool piece. And in the in the Porsche world, we're now into the three Porsches. So we're starting to become a little bit of a Porsche family. And it's it's nice. It's a little modern and it's it's a good looking car. So, you know, at the end of the day. These race cars should look good, and some race cars just don't look that good. I, I don't know if Dick Barber was running any other cars with the similar livery at the time. I guess we can dig into that a little bit. But it's silver with some blue and yellow stripes. But, you know, I, I, I agree. I First of all, yeah, it's three Porsches now, 12 uh, Newman cars. It's a GT3. And any of the Porsche GT cars are always uh, do well the, as far as value is concerned. And of course, it's you know sixty two made as an R, mm-hmm. which is good. And then you know, and of course, yeah. Then there's the the Dick Barber, the Paul Newman factor, um, and it's kind of cool having this this modern racing car now in 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 the collection of modern. Cars. Yeah, twenty year old modern. Yeah, <laughs> race car. Uh, Max Pattis uh, ninety laps at Road Atlanta with an accident. So you were right. Um, the, uh, on the, 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 the accident, the only reason I got with that is, uh, I was in Arizona at the, uh, Bear Jackson opening night gala event and, uh, and bumped into Peter Brock and Gail Brock and sat with them throughout the night and, you know, dinner and some cocktails. And Gail was, I showed her the car and she's like, I know this car. And I said, she said, where did it race? I said, Road Atlanta 2000. She said, I was there. I saw Newman run it. She goes, and I'm pretty sure uh, there was a little accident. I don't think it was terrible, but enough to just kind of end the race. An accident, I think she said turn five. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Chris turn can five. find a picture. I don't know that there's anything out there. But um, the uh, – well, you know <laughs> – Newman did drive aggressively, and uh, I don't know if it was Newman driving with the crash. That's what we heard. Yeah, she I, she said the Newman car. She thought Newman was driving, but you know, again, a, a while ago. Um, so he was a pretty aggressive driver. I 
I know from making the doc that there were just a few races I we had footage of of him kind of dive bombing, you know, turn one, which is not it doesn't really live in a bubble. It's kind of an aggressive driver mood. Mm-hmm. Everyone slows down, moves over and sets up and you see some daylight and you go like, I'm going for it. And like when you look at that Long Beach Grand Prix footage yeah, where yeah. he just dives in to turn whatever off of the back straight. Uh, there's just no possible way he was making that turn. He, was, no uh, he should yeah. have known a lot better than to know that he's <laughs> never going to make that turn. Now, I know it's enticing when people slow down and move over and the seas part. There's all this daylight, but you have yeah. to know you're not getting out the other side of it. Yeah, that was that's a tough one. That's a tough one, too, because you're right. A lot of times on the track, somebody heads into a turn, the next guy, the next guy, they're all in the same line, and you're like, just seems like there's an opening here. I don't know why no one's taking advantage of it. Why these suckers slowing down yeah. and moving over? There's plenty of daylight. Yeah, yeah. so uh, we got that car. Unless so. you're Adrian Brody, it's the yellow flag. <laughs> <laughs> he does his passing during the yellow. Um the, uh, so yeah. yeah, we called it in and uh, uh, called into the Mecham auction. Yeah, and uh, got we it were done. we were, we bid on it. It went for about a, I think it hammered at one forty five. We yeah. just sat on the phone. It got there fast. Uh, you know, I don't think what what people don't realize about these auctions is they get from zero to hundred thousand plus or million plus. They don't get there in five minutes. They get there in 45 seconds. Yeah. They, I, that they, that whole thing was probably two minutes long. That, that m- Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Because they slow down a little at the end when mm-hmm. they try to milk it. But they go, all right, let's start with 50. And they go, 50. And they go, Any, okay, 75. 75. All right, 100. Yeah. Okay. We're at 100. Like, that's eight seconds. Yeah. They get to 108 seconds. They don't, <laughs> it, it moves quick. And, and it was going quick. Uh, once it hit a hundred, it was it was you know one fifteen, one twenty, one twenty five, and I think it hit one thirty. And they asked us for one forty, and we said one thirty five. Right. And he's like one thirty five accepted. I was like, oh well, we split, <laughs> we split the the number, and then uh, yeah, so we hammered at one forty five. Um, it felt like there was only one other bidder. Maybe in the beginning there was a couple, but mm-hmm. once it hit that hundred. 10, 115 mark. I think it was just uh, just the two people, just um, you know, us on the phone and and some uh, somebody else. It's a nice piece, and I think it's the kind of thing you could drive at Rensport for sure at Rensport, and then at some point you could probably drive that thing for the Monterey Historics. I mean, it is twenty years old already. I think it 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 could do some Porsche Club events, oh, and the Porsche and, Club and, and stuff, some things like that. Um, uh, but uh, I don't know. You could just drive it down to Bruce Miles Rodeo Drive Show. I think it's, it's kind, of, kind of street. It's, it's kind of lights and stuff. And you work. have some footage or a picture have, of this? I have the aftermath of uh, uh, of the. Oh, there's a little oh, bit really? of footage here of. Uh, yeah, the whole broadcast. Newman, look at oh, this really? racing suit he's got here. He's wearing his Texaco racing suit. Yeah. And he is out of the car. The reason contact, although it did not look like it was really his fault. There is the car, the Barber Racing that's... Number Fifteen. Contact with like the, the... Uh, Lola, the banana, the Banana Joe's restaurants and casual island party. As Damn Lola! That's a Lola Judd. Oh, oh boy. here's the footage it? of the car. Well, this is what we've been talking about. These guys in these prototypes having to make these oh. cars, and there's just not a lot of room as you go down through the S's. That is yeah, it's. 
Oh, yeah, the good uh, find, good Chris. find, Max Zapata. There's really nowhere for either one of these cars to go. You the Newman's driving it on the inside. There's a prototype so car gonna, on the outside. And there's not much of a hole there. Boom. And he's got to avoid that curb on the right. The, Newman can't really move the, the driver's left anymore to leave a lot the, more room. Well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Glad they fixed it. Yeah. Um, nice job fixing it. The... Um, yeah, it's like, hey man, uh, look, here's here's the problem. Everyone wants to pass. No one wants to get held up. I get it. I know that feeling of when somebody, when you're in a faster group and you're coming up on somebody, mm-hmm. and you know that every hundred feet you're behind this guy, whoever is behind you is coming right up on you, yeah. or the person that's in front of you is getting further away. Yeah. So you have this crazy sense of urgency to like i gotta get past this person i gotta get past it's uh, i had it coming here today uh, because i was at one of those <laughs> oh and last night jeez, i was at uh i was yelling the whole time um i was talking to matt but you know like you guys know that feeling of the small street signal that leads to the big boulevard that you get onto once in a while and you're like this signal takes so long to go this way. It's not like big intersection. It's small street signal to big street, which mm-hmm. means you have to wait for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. fast, right? So, which it should be. It should be much longer on the big street, right? Yeah. But then you got that person in front of you. There's the lead person. Then there's the person who's like third, second, and then there's you. And the person who's second is leaving like 30 feet between, and you have this anxiety. Like, hey, man, when this signal goes, we got to go because if you drag it, we're not going to make it. And then it's a super long cycle. Yeah, they're going to make it. They're going to make it. (laughs) But you five cars back are not going to make it. I So I get that feeling of the guy in the Lola who's like, I got to get around this guy. But... You can't do it on the S's where there's no room. Right. I've, I've driven uh, <laughs> quite a number of laps or a number of laps over at Road Atlanta. I can tell you, as soon as you get through that chicane, it just opens up into the big sweeping over the hill and the big mm-hmm. sweeping right and everything. Plenty of room just to blow past him as soon as you get a, through the S. Yeah. I, Newman was, what, 75 in that in that. If, if that was 2000, he, well, died, he died in 2008. At like 82, 82 83. 83. He right. must have been 75, 74. 74, 75, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he looked good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was. He got out of the car. He definitely had intention in his eyes. You know, the thing about that crash that we just saw was it's not Newman's fault, but. You got to be looking in those mirrors at mm-hmm. all times and races like that because guys are coming up fast and you just give them room. Yeah. Even when they, even when they don't deserve the room, even when it's on them, even when they had no business pushing their nose into that corner. Yeah. And you had the line, you still just have to, you have to look in those mirrors and just move it What's on. What's interesting over. is, is he may even thought he was giving enough space because he wasn't, hug in the corner he was right. in the middle right he knew that lola was coming around or or he had passed it he saw it in his right his side and then i i don't know maybe that maybe that guy just clearly thought newman was going to go out further but uh yeah i was yeah. uh i was so i was leaving the house i had this 
funny moment. I was hustling out this morning, you know, and I was like, I got to go to the new shop, mm-hmm. run around there and yell, tell everyone what to do. And then I got to run over here and we'll run over to the other shop and watch guys eating tacos in their truck <laughs> and so on and so forth. And so I was kind of, as I was leaving my house, I was like, do I go to the signal that's a long signal mm-hmm. that no one's ever at? And I literally drive through it. I just drive through the right. red. Or do I go to the other street that's a longest signal, but you go, you get a straight shot to the, to the, uh, you get a straight shot to the freeway, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, I'll just pick that signal because I've been timing it and I've been hitting it lately and it's been working. And I start going down the street and there's a guy in a like a mini pickup with a camper shell and it says like, my dog is my co-pilot. And I can clearly see there's a <laughs> yeah. dog. in the back. And this guy's just doing that move where he's just crawling down the street. Now, my thing is I was yelling at you in the phone when I was going to the comedy store last night, which is, to everyone, by all means, you're looking for an address or you're disoriented yeah. or you're not sure. What I was yelling at, what I was yelling at Matt about last night is I'm going to the comedy store. I am on the marquee. Oh, yes. It says Adam <laughs> Carolla. That's my name. On the marquee. I have timed it. I'm supposed to be on stage at 915. I have timed it to pull up there about eight, nine minutes before 9.15 from my house. I've wasted it. I'm going down Sunset Boulevard. I'm crossing Laurel Canyon or Crescent Heights, and we've stopped. And the signal then turns green, and we're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm in the middle lane. And the reason we're not going anywhere is the person at the lead of the middle lane has decided they wanted to turn right up Laurel Canyon. Yeah. Except for they're not in the right lane. <laughs> right. So what they're going to do with a red, with a green light and, and, and as the lead person, yeah. they're going to wait until the right lane completely clears out and everyone turns right. Yeah. And then they're going to turn right. And they're going to block now, everybody. My, behind you. They're already blocking everyone. Mm-hmm. They're wait. Yes. I am four cars back and I'm honking because <laughs> the person the behind them won't honk. <laughs> now, anyone who knows that area knows that there's a small side street about a hundred feet forward. Just yeah. go. Here's my whole thing. You made a mistake. Why do we have to pay? <laughs> We've all done it. Like you missed your turn. Good. Hey, hey, good news, traveler. There's a side street that's a hundred feet ahead of you. Yeah, you you can go up that. Just go. Just turn right. Figure it out. Make it your problem, turn, not turn, everybody else's right. problem. <laughs> so I'm honking. Everyone's like, "What are you honking for?" And it's like this guy stopped in the middle of the street. It's it's too bad nobody else between the chain of you and them figured it out because at one point you're honking and going, "Go!" and you're like. I'm five cars back. He can't hear me. Right. You're kind of hoping for the pay it forward kind of thing. Like right. I'm honking, then you in front of me honk, and that guy honks, and then when five people honk, then somebody really. Listen, I have, I have, I've seen people and done it. I have shamed people out of their maneuver, and I've seen other people do it. The person behind them just lays on the horn, and eventually the person goes, oh, fuck it, and they just go straight. Yes. You can shame them out of this decision. By the way, if I'm in that position, honk at me. If I'm blocking you, honk, and I'll be like, you're right. So (laughs) 
I'm, I know I'm running late. You know I'm running late. Yeah. I got to run to this other shop. I got to run over here. I got blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I get to the signal that's the long signal. Yeah. And I'm riding behind this guy. It's like I've, 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 I've assessed as a little off. And he's just going like 11 miles an hour down the street. And I'm doing that move where I'm filling him his his rear view up. I'm right behind him, right behind him, right behind him. At some point, he starts heading to the light. There's a car parked waiting at the light. And then he stops 50 feet short of that car, and mm-hmm. he just parks it there. Mm-hmm. And we're just there. And I'm going, okay, this light is going to change. Yeah. And then the first car is going through, and then he's going to go. He, yeah. Why is he leaving this massive gap? Nice. So trying to get a rolling. Start. We're sitting there and we're parked, <laughs> and the lights, the lights red, and his his front bumper is fifty feet away from the rear bumper of the car he's supposed to be up on, yeah. and so I toot on the horn. I just give a toot. Yeah. I, I I wish. Just like close I the wish gap. the car had a friendly horn sound, but I'll make it as quick as possible. Just to tot, just hey, hey, yeah, m- move it on up. Uh, his response is a fist that comes out of the window, yeah, that turns into a f- fuck you bird. Oh, then we sit there, then the light changes. And because he now doesn't, now he flicked me off, so he's self-conscious about that. Yeah. He then gets a slow start and hustles through and basically runs a red light. And you get stuck. And then I got to wait. All right. My point is, (laughs) you're allowed to space out. You're allowed to text. You're allowed to check your Google ways, your map quest or whatever you want. When the person toots the horn behind you and you look up and you see nothing but real estate, yeah. then move forward. You, what is the fuck you? Where's the fuck you part coming? People in? should know the difference between the the quick toot horn, the, hey, I'm just getting your attention, honk, versus the, you're being an asshole, honk. If you're laying into it, that's different. There's the, there's, absolutely, you're right. There's the nice, absolutely. just pay attention. Hawk. Even if you lay into it, <laughs> you're still doing something wrong. I'm not honking at you randomly. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, the scenario that I didn't want to happen exactly. played out perfectly. Exactly happened. I did not make it. I was third. <laughs> you were second. The first car made it. You hustled through, and I did not. Yeah. So, but I fist into fuck you. Yeah. No, no. I like that he got your attention first with the fist. With the fist. Right. And then he delivered his message. Tune in next week for another episode of Going Racing. New episodes available on Podcast One and Apple Podcast.